Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast. My name is Alex Catalano, joined again as always by Alex Miller to discuss a huge round of AFLW Miller. Lots of implications on the finals, some big results for a few teams this week. It was a massive round of footy, Cat, some uh, shocks looking at your mob. We won't get into it too much. And uh, some other results that shaping up the ladder, the top four in particular, but really exciting episode. Keen to chat it with you two as per usual. Alex Doherty, yeah, there's only a game separating 5th and 13th in what is probably the most exciting finals race we've, we've had yet in the AFLW. Yeah, I must say this is uh, this is going up pretty uh, pretty promptly, hasn't it? I mean, yeah, sh- yeah, shit, four wins, <laughs> four wins uh, between ah. eighth, eighth and thirteenth. So, you know, some results we didn't expect. I mean, geez, Frio got up in a in a game that I thought was their best game to date. Uh, how they how they crucified the Saints and your know, Tigers got up. Miller they responded um, and it was a gutsy win too. And, Very uh, gutsy. Um, but uh, look, I must say the cream of the cream, the Sydney Swans. Uh, you know, not 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 to take anything away from them. I thought they were outstanding. But Miller, I've just got to say, um, from my girls' uh, point of view. It was just the biggest piece of dog shit I've ever seen <laughs> on Saturday. It was, uh, yeah, geez, doesn't do it justice. But let's talk. Let's talk some positives. We've got to because the Swans <laughs> Miller, um, their highest score in their short history, which you know, it really wasn't that long ago when we were looking at them being on the other end of scores like this, and suddenly their forward line is firing on absolutely all cylinders. I mean, it was pretty easy to do against the Bulldogs, let's be honest. Um, they were walking through them like they were soft butter at times. But um, when you've got players like Chloe Malloy kicking three, Cynthia Hamilton kicking two, Sophia Hurley kicking two, and then um, plenty of other other contributors across the ground. Sergeant Wilson kicked two, Cat. Yeah, Sergeant Wilson as well popped up. Very good to see her, um, especially considering she was recruited as a defender. But, um, <laughs> geez, they, they were just firing on all lines, Miller. Best performance we've seen from them yet. Yeah, it was huge, Kat, and really important, you know, for, for as you said, in their short little history and in the context of the season and whatnot because they currently sit 10th. They're 4-4. Four and four. They've got the Pies this week coming up, and then who's at the following week? Frio. Frio, Frio. away. So two tough games, Kat, for sure, um, but th- this was an outstanding performance. I think that this group, we briefly mentioned them at the start of the year. They look like they've come of age a bit. I think a lot yeah. of players have had a lot of personal development, Doc, and now we're seeing this group sort of go on that little train ride together and they're really just getting the best out of each other more than anything. I think the standards really look like they've been set high from the recruits. You look at Malloy, what she's done, not just for putting um, the Swans on the AFLW map, but just bringing that sort of that player and that with that sort of energy and demeanour to the club has just led to great things, I think, so far this year. Yeah, you're spot on. Um, I think what we said last year about the Swans really was they needed, you know, a couple of these stars to come in mm. and 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 set and set the standard. And you see that with Malloy, and you see that with McAvoy, you see that with Laura Gardner, um, and even you know players, you know, in amongst the group last year, like an Ellie Morfitt, for example, who have come in and they've raised their standards up by you know by tenfold. So, and it, as well, it's not just them. You see, you see the players as well. I mean, I've been ranting on and on, off, off and on about Sophia Hurley's <laughs> game on the weekend and just thought her, her efforts as a half forward, um, playing half forward, there's definitely scope for her to be a midfielder in due time. But the way she runs and the way she spreads has was fantastic to watch on, on Saturday. I think you're right about Scope for as a midfielder, Doc. I mean, 12 contested possessions in this game. You know, she's getting involved in the forward half stoppages and 24 pressure acts, two, four clearances. Um, I think if she wants to, Miller, if Scotty Gowns gives her license to, he's going to let her run loose because at her best, she can be a player that is, um, you know, part of a genuine winning and, and game-winning team. She's going to be the pocket knife from now on, Cat, on this show. A bit of everything from her. Can open up a beer bottle, can uh, slash a tire if she needs to, can cut open a box, <laughs> whatever it needs to do from the pocket knife early, she can produce the goods. Because she is just a very talented player. I mean, we, we sort of touched on it earlier in the season as well. And I think that you saw it was a bit of a coming of age game in terms of what else she can do and bring to the party. But I mean, we, we talked about her as well earlier in the year as Kat, but Laura Gardner, I mean, she was outstanding again in this game. 33 touches, one goal, eight tackles, six clearances. And you talked about her in the preseason. And 
I tell you what, the crystal ball is shining really, really nicely uh, from you, sir. Yeah, well and truly the most improved player in the, the competition, Laura Gardner. I mean, she didn't get too many opportunities at the Cats dock, and, and when she did, she was played as a forward, which is clearly not her go. She's a gun inside midfielder, um, and she has to be All-Australian this year for mine. If she's not, um, there is an injustice in the selection panel, an injustice in the system, uh, because she has been in the top, if top 10, if not top five midfielders this year, she'd be very, very close to it. Well, uh, let me just grab some stats up to try and prove that point. I mean, Laura Gardner currently is third in the competition for for disposals and sort of you look at the uh, the contested possessions, she's, well, she's not, she's down in the top 20. So she's top 20 in that clearance, clearance numbers. We'll find, we'll get that up. Um, and, you know, she's, well and amongst the top 20 in that as well, top 15 uh, if you want to be specific. So all the numbers are up, but that's because she's getting her minutes. And I think the, the thing that I, I, I'm i most impre- impressed about her game is her work rate and her work ethic. You know, she's not just an inside midfielder. She also likes to find space on the outside, provide that sort of link in the chain. Um, genuine workhorse stock. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, and speaking of genuine workhorses, Miller, you'd want to talk about, you know, the pocket knife, the Swiss Army knife. I thought Bella Smith, uh, yes. you know, saw her play in the ruck. Cat, you were calling for Alice Mitchell, but uh, Scotty Gowan says, no, we like her <laughs> uh, in, in the centre-half back role. Uh, but Bella Smith's that sort of player that mm. I've been impressed this year with her versatility. I mean, last year she played a lot as a as a key defender, you know, at the start of this year, she was playing more as a key forward. And now with Ali Morford out of the team for the rest of the year, um, she's going to slot into this ruck. And I thought she, thought she uh, played really well against, um, well, no big show to start with, but <laughs> Georgia Borg and Izzy Pritchard had had their fair share of the hit outs. I thought she competed well. Yeah, absolutely. I think Collingwood would be feeling like they, they let one go a little bit with Smith um, leaving Miller. And I know she wasn't um, getting heaps of opportunity there, but yeah, her, her versatility has been such a great addition, and you're right, Doc. She kicked those couple of freakish goals in that game early in the year against West Coast. Like, you, you don't see tall players move like that very often. <laughs> um, she's definitely added another dimension to the Swans, but it just goes to show Miller. I think that you know, you see um, with expansion teams, you can see them be maybe over reliant on their their mature players mm. to you know get them over the line. I thought last year you could see that a lot with us, where. It was the, the Bonnie and Maddie show and uh, kind of st- bringing along the struggles <laughs> with them. But for the Swans, it's these young players who are setting the tone. You know, Malloy obviously is leading, but she's still only 24. Um, Gardner, too, only 20 years old. Hurley, we already mentioned. Synth Hamilton, Ella Heads. Mon Ham was really good on the weekend, too. Oh, um, yeah. Brennan Harris. you both about It's great to see her back, isn't it, Kat? Yeah, I, I mean, I really hope she can get a full year in her next year because her best is going to be up there with some of the best young mids in the comp if she can just stay on the park. But um, that improvement from the youngsters, Miller, is what's taken them further. You can look at the addition of Malloy, of Gardner, of McAvoy, of these players who have experience, but the youngsters are dragging them up. They really yeah. are. I think that's the biggest thing, Cat, has been the progression from the younger players. And I've been pretty bullish on this point all year, Doc, is that with the additions of, that they've brought in over the offseason with those senior heads has made those young players feel a lot more comfortable in their roles and more defined and just confidence is the biggest thing we talk about all the time um, in the men's episodes and in the women's episodes. Um, I think that they just look like they've all got that sort of spring in their step and they're all having fun and it's the best formula you can have, I think, to breed success and especially when you're starting up, you know, from the ground up like the Swans are. Yeah, well, I think as well, you look at the, you look at those sort of role players and there were players that I sort of had, had, criticisms of last year you know you look at Lisa Steen on a wing looks so comfortable running running mm. with her running patterns and you look at a player like a like an Alana Woodward and we were sort of crying out for her to, to just sort of vanish and now she's <laughs> established herself a, as a as a nice little you know back pocket plumber and you know does every job <laughs> she's asked and and does it well and you know it's just it's it's almost like a Scott Gowans effect this is um you yeah. know 
now that now that they've got all the core pieces in place, they've got good ruck, they've got you know capable forwards, they've got a really sturdy backline. Ella Heads cat again, your 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 girl just a uh, just a brick wall on on some, Saturday. Some of the safest marking hands in the league, boys. I, I'll <laughs> I'll put that there. If she was a full forward, the Swans would be kicking two hundred and fifty every week the way she does. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's that's it as well. And uh, do we have to? Do we really? Should we really have to break down Chloe Malloy's game on the weekend? I mean. <sighs> I mean, I, she might be getting a bit of a shout later on, Doc. Not, not to spoil anything about the team of the week, but I think yeah. everybody knew she was going to be in there. I, I just want to say as well because I was on, I was there on Saturday and I was calling the game for Casey Radio. Um, you know, I feel bad for for the fellas that I was calling with who <laughs> I had to had to put up with me whining and complaining about everything else, but. The dogs just had no answers, and and they, and they just, and she just you know, she you place her in the midfield. She's you know bursting away, doing what she likes, coming up forward. No one had any answers for her. You know, Izzy Grant's bloody garden grass. Bailey Hunt couldn't bloody run with her. Um, it was just a it, it was just a complete masterclass, and really. Three goals, four shouldn't you know should have been a hell of a lot more, and, and it deserved a lot more because hmm. you know her ability to lead, her ability to run, her ability to involve others in 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 the game. She had seventeen score involvements, which is an AFLW Jesus. record. That's crazy. Um, you know, that's it's just that's the sort of player you want leading that club, and you know, I think in due time, players will f- start to figure her out again, yeah. but. In the meantime, this is what we've all known for a long, long time. This was Chloe Malloy at her best is genuinely match-winning. Yeah, she is. Um, That's what she was at the the Pies when she was playing her best footy and um, great to see her doing it now at the Swans. I guess for me, Miller, obviously there's been a lot of positivity around this group this year and and fair enough, but when you look at their their fixture, all four of their wins have come against the, the bottom four and... Um, they, they have still struggled against some of the, the better sides. It's a big chance this week, I think, to really prove whether they can mix it with that next group. Got really close against Carlton, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I think that they've been in every other game, obviously, aside from the Lions game. But this is their chance now, especially after bouncing back after a down week against the Hawks, to show that, you know, whether they are still a team that is building, which I think we'd probably all say they are. They've got mm-hmm. the pieces there, but... I don't expect them to beat Collingwood, but I really want to see them push them all the way uh, because that provides such a good building block for next year. Agree 100%, Kent, with all your points. I think that they are just going to be looking for the little wins through the rest of the year, the next two games. Um, and I think, as you said, if they can show that they're going to be competing with that crop um, next year, possibly, then I think it's just a massive plus in what's been, as we've all said, a fantastic season, really, for the yeah. Swans. I guess just a quickie then for both of you boys. They are winnable games the next two weeks. Um, Collingwood at home, um, the Pies obviously been on a great run, four in a row now, um, and look very likely to lock themselves into finals. But then Frio, um, they're obviously quite strong at home this year, but two games that they could win. So I'll throw it to you first, Doc. Are they capable of winning these last two games and making finals? They're certainly capable of, of winning the, the two games. So, yes, yeah, so I'm going to say that, but they need to bring what they brought on Saturday to both of these games. They're not going to be easy. I mean, Collingwood, as you said, they're currently are currently out of the, the sides outside of the bottom four are no doubt the form team. Yeah, um, And then you've got Frio who, you know, was, I say, probably their best performance of the season against St Kilda who are, you know, they, they'd won four in a row previously to that. So, you know, their, their game is not to, not to be sneezed at, but I, I give them every chance. Yeah, well, I, I would say... I feel like they'll split the games. I reckon they'll beat Frio, but I think they'll fall short against the Pies. Just for the pure fact, as you both said, I think the Pies are just on a tear. They're on a mission yeah. from bloody God at the moment. They're just uh, <laughs> destined to do things. And um, you don't want to be playing them in the next two weeks, and unfortunately the Swans are. But I think just important building for next season. So oh, I like Doc, though. I agree. I think they're capable of winning the next two games, but I think they'll split them. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say no. I think I agree with you, Mel. They win one, but I think the heat might just be a little bit too hot for them at this point. And even if they do win their next two, they might still not make it given the teams around them and the runs they've got. But um, all in all, no matter what from here, even if they lose the last two, I think this is a season that's an overall win for the Swans. Uh, Let's go up to the other end of the ladder, gentlemen. And the Lions, we've, we've spoken about them um, at times this year, Miller, and they're the team that just won't die. You've been very big on them for most of the better part of the past three or four years, but 
um, that, you know, you can take players away from them. They don't give a shit. They're going to keep bouncing back. Um, they handed Adelaide their first loss of the season on the weekend in, in very, very fine fashion. Yeah, look, um, they've had, as you said, Kat, I think it's more the culture is what's stood up Brisbane for the time. They've got just this demeanour, this energy, this aura about them where you see a player go there and you know you that Craig Stasevich and the crew are going to get the best out of them. Um, and it's just been quite incredible what they've done for so many years and a great win on the weekend. Could have really flogged them if they kicked straight, 5-12. But it's just a huge win. I mean, it puts them now uh, only one game off top. So absolutely massive, I think, for the context of them getting, trying to get a home final. And it was just an important win. And I think it was the stars again for me, Doc. I mean, Ali Anderson's just been underrated somehow still, even winning the league best and fairest. I still think she's not talked about enough. And if she was at a Victorian club, she'd be a top three player in the comp. We'd be saying it every week, even though she already is that pretty much. Sophie Conway was a lead again. But Isabel Dawes and uh, all her Dwyer were too. <laughs> we spoke about but. Dorsey's just elevated to the big-time games, I feel like, Doc. She, she's always been really consistent with her roles, but I feel like now she goes, all right, the big stage, let me just get, whip out the uh, electric guitar and go absolutely bananas on the stage. <laughs> she's, been, she's been huge, I think, in the big games. Well, first of all, Alex Miller, I think there's, you know, probably maybe a select few who rate Ali Anderson higher than about anybody else. I'd say we're up there. I think Michael Whiting's up there as well. Yes. Uh, he seems to like her a lot. Um, and the coaches, um, because he, because Ali Anderson is second in, in the leaderboard, just four votes behind Jazzy Garner. So. Jesus. Her, her her reward for efforts this year have not gone have not gone unnoticed by the people who matter Good. most. And we are um, the people. We are uh, <laughs> you, we, you uh, people. We, uh, all of you. <laughs> um, second of all, Sophie Conway. The best game I've seen from her, bar none. I mean, she's had some really good games over the journey. She's kicked goals. She's been a you know a goalkeeper in defence. But this year, we've seen a little bit more of her inside the middle, in, in the middle of the in the middle of the uh, square. And you know, she's winning clearances. She's winning contested ball. She was second behind Anderson for the Lions in contested oh. ball on on Saturday on Saturday, and that was fantastic. And seven hundred one meters gained as well. But you look at Bell Doors, and we talk about her, and we've talked about. It feels like we have talked about her at length, and a lot of people have been sort of, you know, predicting preseason that this was going to be her breakout year, and it's taken a few weeks to really start to to come in. But now she's really sort of developing herself as a big time player. Um, I mean, and, the, right, and, the right time to peak in the season too, <laughs> Doc. Given that you know they've just played some of their toughest games. For the year, um, good to see them. You know, the Q clash last week, obviously, they had to get over and a good response after losing the Collingwood. But, you know, they've got Melbourne in round 10 as well. So if there's any time to be playing your best footy, which the Lions certainly are now, um, you know, they've, they've cracked the code. And I think a lot of players have, have maybe just gone about their business pretty casually across the year, Doc. Um, you know, someone like Shannon Campbell, she was trialled forward up at the start of the year. I, I didn't know about that, but she, since going back to defence, she's been very solid um, as per usual. You say the same about Brie Cone and Nat Gratis had a really good second half of the season too. She has. Yeah. Um, since leaving my fantasy cash, she's been great. I was, I was going to say, Kat, we've seen Brie Conan play a lot more as a midfielder the last mm. three, three to four weeks. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of for it because she just – she just adds another presence uh, in, in, in that midfield. That's already boasting players like, you know, Anderson and Spark and, you know, Conway's flowing through there. You see Dorsey f- flowing through there. Um, it just gives them another layer to sort of work with. And I, I really love her sort of defensive work rate. You know, she she latches on to latches onto opposition players. She tackles, she pressures, she harasses. And that's a lot. that's been a lot of what Craig Stasevich's ethos was, you know, the last couple of years. You know, they're a great tackling team. Uh, and and we saw that again on on the weekend. I mean, they, I think it was about plus twenty three or twenty four in tackles uh, against the uh, against against a side like the Crows that do love to run and spread the ball. The Lions disallowed that on on the weekend, and you know really could have won by a lot more because they generated a lot of scores and sort of didn't make the most of it. It was almost like it's almost like watching a repeat effort of of the game against Collingwood where they did a lot right. But they just didn't get the they just didn't get the reward on the uh, for on the scoreboard. Yeah, I feel like the Lions the win this time. <laughs> the Lions' defensive transition cat in this game was huge, as Doc mentioned. I feel like that they just excuse me clamped down the Crows from moving the ball really. 
Yeah, I mean, you could see that. You see it reflected in the, the stats as well. Neve Kelly had a really good game, but I thought they managed to keep the, the halfback flankers out of it. Newman only had the seven kicks, which mm. she's had a really great um, sort of middle of the year, and they managed to prevent her from sort of getting out um, too much. Same thing with, with Munyard, who sort of plays a bit of a linking role sometimes, only the 11. Um, Eloise Jones, nine touches. She had to go a bit deeper forward to um, kick her goals. So they did a great job of shutting down um, a lot of what the Crows want to do. Like you said, Doc, take their chances again. They probably win this game by uh, a little bit more. And only three extra inside 50s, but they generated more considerably more scoring opportunities. Only the nine scoring shots for the Crows from 34. So the back line was looking very, very good once again. Um, I just think that, yeah, you, right off the lines at your own peril, Doc, right now, um, they should they'll they'll win they'll win this week against St Kilda um, and geez that that sets up a huge clash in round ten against Melbourne bloody hell yeah geez you would have you would have thought I would have learned after the after the first two seasons particularly they made both grand finals and then twenty twenty one when they won the bloody thing uh, you know <laughs> it's just they're 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 a fantastic team and I think Craig Starsevich is. Is we, we've said it before, and I'm not afraid to say it again that this bloke is a master coach. You know, he, he, he he's a nerd. Put, puts it. <laughs> nerd's probably one way of putting it. I mean, play, he, he's getting you know giving games to players like Wendland and Charlotte Mullins and Mullins. Je, Je, Jenny Dunn and Poppy Bolts, and they're making them look like you know true you know key players here. That you know players that are you know good in their roles. And you know, I thought Mullins was great, Doc. She was really good. I think she's had a, a very underrated season, sort of playing a, a, quite a few positions around the ground, yeah. actually. Um, so she, yeah, uh, she's definitely got a lot of talent. I thought I thought very highly of her uh, last year in, in the um, in the draft. So she's a big future ahead. Yeah, oh, she definitely does. And you know, seeing players like Taylor Smith take the game oh. take the game by the scruff of the neck at stages was, is 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 good stuff. I mean, that those are the sort of players you want that, that you know going to rise to the occasion. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. I just want to say something quickly, boys, before we move on. The, some of the keys I, I took out of this game was the stoppage work. They only the clearances were pretty even. Um, I mean, at, um, Brisbane had plus seven, but the center clearances, boys, plus six, nine to three. So that was that was a massive key in the tackles. Seventy-one Brisbane to forty-eight. So bringing the heat and then some. I think Cat in this game with the Lions, and it's a big reason why we, we talk about them at, at you know at lengths about just this consistent this zombie that will not die. You try to kill it, it will not die. They've got this this just this fantastic sort of spirit, I think, about the group where Doc spoke about the role players and everyone gets on board and the stars see how, how hard they're willing to work and they say, all right, well, I'm yeah. trying. I've got to be a bit better as well. I'm, I'm meant to be elite. I'll go to another level. And they're um, the, ultimate, uh, the ultimate sponge cake with layers and layers and layers. They're just fantastic. Absolutely. No, I think um, I cannot wait to see them come finals time once again, boys. They're going to make major statements. Can they win it all, Cat? Yes or no? Uh, yes. But I think it depends on the, the draw of the how the final shapes up. I'd still back Melbourne in to, to take out the flag, but uh, oh, it's hard. It's hard. It's still, you know, it's the same old story every bloody year, boys. Melbourne, uh, Adelaide, Brisbane, they're all going to be in the mix. Um, once so. again, I, I can't split them right now. The only one I think that I'm willing to... Maybe they can't go enough for the flag is north. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, I'm, I, I think I'm with you, Cat. I think we're seeing the same shit. They'll lose this week too to the Crows at Norwood Oval, Doc. Um, yeah, jeez, you'd hope so. Um, Adelaide be uh, <laughs> seething. And, uh, yeah, I'm completely off north again. I forgot how big of a flat track Blues are. To answer your quickie, uh, Miller, yes, I think they're still within a chance. I still think they can go, go the distance, Brisbane. If you asked me that two weeks ago, I would have said no. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think uh, this week has proven that you know the Lions can do it. Um, yeah. You know, they just, everyone just has an off week, and unfortunately, it turns out to be Adelaide this uh, this time around. Yeah, absolutely. All right, just before we move on to the rest of our segments, uh, we just want to give a little shout out to the Eagles. Well, unwillingly, um, I can feel the <laughs> gun press against my back, telling me to talk nice about the Eagles this week. Um, but, but. Very good response from them, Miller. Um, given everything that's happened to them over the past couple of weeks, and, and Michael Pryor last week, and um, you know they came in with a clear game plan: how to lock us down, how to stop our run and carry, how to play the conditions, and it worked. Kudos to them. Hats off. They did very, very well. 
Do you want do you want do you want, to, do you want to headhunt some of your players while you're at it there, Cat? Or well, we should say nice things about the Eagles first. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say I'm surprised Mickey Prone game plan went in the same sentence, but yes, it uh was interesting to see. I think that their hunger for the contest was something that I hadn't seen all season. And they were just really willing from the first bounce, even in the most disgusting wind I've ever seen in my life. Jeez, it was horrible. It was some bloody Williamstown down at the uh, bloody docks type vibe, bloody almost out on the pier kicking the footy. It's not oh. shit, that win. But, um, yeah, look, your girls, Cat, they were pretty shit to say the least. Uh. <laughs> yeah, well, i just got to say, West Coast laid 104 tackles, and Essendon did too. I mean, it was the equal most in an AFLW game, wow. 100, 104. But 21 defensive half tackles in the last term for uh, West Coast. That's um, You know, they really stood up. You know, I know the Bombers came back, but – to hold them to zero goals in the, in the first three quarters is, a, is an achievement by itself. You know, I guess it's an Essendon side who are destined for finals. I think this will just be a, a blip on the radar. Don't don't let uh, don't let this get in the way, Cat. I think you know, they, they've, they've made some big strides this year, Essendon. So, um, but look, to lose to you know, it could be worse. It could be, you could lose to us, Cat. Um, the way we're traveling at the moment. Um, yeah, look, they're very good, weren't they? Um, you know, and and credit to 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 Michael Price, some credit at least. He's had a tough week, uh, and it's copped a, it's a, had a tough parade. year. I think. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd, I'd say I'd say this week's probably tougher than more because, yes, uh, than no, most sure. because uh, for his stupid comments on the uh, uh, last weekend. But um, yeah, no, he, they've 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 really done well here, West Coast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, I, I want to be harsh on the, the girls, boys. I, I really, really do. <laughs> yeah. <man. sighs> Name names. All right, uh, I'll name a couple of names. All right, if, <laughs> if I have to, um, you know what I'm going to say first. Joe Doonan, get yeah. out of this team. What the hell are you doing here? <laughs> oh, um, geez, that, that, that one we saw coming from a mile away. I didn't see it do anything. Milk. Five tackles, good. Everything else, shit house. Um, Sophie Alexander is supposed to be an experienced key forward. You didn't take a single mark. I understand <laughs> the conditions were shit, but what the hell are you doing? Um, Georgia Clark should not be allowed near our back line for the next couple of weeks. Um, spilt absolutely everything that came into her hands. Someone needs to tell Matilda Dyke to slow the fuck down every oh, time she gets the ball Jesus and Christ. stop looking a handball it off immediately as soon as she bloody gets it. Cody Sharks, uh, also don't oh, come no. near this team. Don't come Monday. You're done. See you later, Cody. Uh, I don't know what role she's playing, but it's not a good one. Um, everyone else is fine. Um, Elise Gamble actually showed up really well in the last quarter. Bonnie tried her bloody best, even though Sophie McDonald was wearing her like a, a three-piece suit. Um, and Georgia Nance going, um, give me oh, the keys how, to Essendon. Oh, how good is G? That's that's my <laughs> assessment of our game, gentlemen. Jeez, he's, he's strafed about half the team, Miller. <laughs> no one is safe. I'd also wasn't... like to say Renee Tierney um, didn't even come out of the rooms from the looks of it. Great game last week. Um, didn't even put the boots on from the looks of it. Two touches <laughs> on the game. Come she, on, she, Renee. She, she only played 46% of the game time. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. Uh, I wouldn't have um, minded a little bit of, I don't know, a little bit of grunt in some places when we're getting yeah. smashed contested, but... Bit of, bit of an explanation from that would be nice. Uh, anyway. Bushy, Bushy, does she anyway, play well? We move on. Bushy? Bushy? No, Bushy does not play well. No. No. Just before we move on, boys, I just want to give a quick shout out to a couple of teams. The Giants, we'll speak a little bit about some of their players, um, but huge win for them under trying circumstances. Port for, for grinding out a draw. Um, even when the, the Suns are pushing oh. really hard, they'd be upset, I... Doc, that they didn't get a win um, out of this game. Oh, that choked. Fair, 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 fair and simple. I mean, they had a two-goal lead, uh, Cat, um, you know, five minutes ago, and Jack DuPay just sort of just took over. And, uh, you know, you don't do that. Good sides don't do that. Um, and, we know Port and, and we know Port's not a good side, but, gee whiz. It, <laughs> Gold, Gold Coast were dreadful up to that point. You may as well have won, bloody won the game. And the uh, Pies, as we said, the form team of the comp right now looking very, very yes. good at the moment. Let's move on to one of our favourite segments, boys. Who is the woman highlighting our favourite and best performances out of the week? I'll throw it over to you first, Miller, because the, the Dockers, um, great day out for them. Like we said, probably played their best game of the year. And, and it's good to see this woman performing and kicking goals once again. Yes, a bit of a favourite of mine, Cat, and has been since we uh, started the AFLW, really, and started talking about it on this great show. Uh, Gabby Sullivan. I mean, she <laughs> she's just she's just so good. I think when she's in the 
Fremantle play significantly better. There's just no doubt about that. It was really important, I think, in terms of their, their link-up. You know what I mean? More than anything. And I think when she's out, their offense goes from looking like the toothless two-year-old to the t- tiger at the zoo. They look a lot, <laughs> lot better with her involved. But she was really good. Two goals, one, 13 disposals to go along with two marks, six tackles as well, 200 meters gained. And um, just really important, I think, in terms of, yeah. as I said, when they get the offense going through her, she's a big barometer. Four inside 50s as well and uh, five score involvements, Cat also. So she was a little bit of everything. Huge. It was great to see um, her playing well. Uh, and just while we're on the Dockers dock, how good was it to see Turbo back out there and Hayley Miller kicking goals? She needed a big game like this one. Yeah, I know. And also, also Ola Lally, where the hell did this performance come Ola, from? What a game. What, a, what was that? <laughs> they know how to pick the, uh, the Irish girls down there at the dock. What was that? Dock. Very nicely. Completely took everybody by surprise. None more so than Nick Del Santo, who was uh, <laughs> caught mouth agape in the post game presser. Oh, Del! Just when I finally get this is this is this would be right, boys. I finally give Del Santo a bit of praise, and he absolutely shits the bed with his football team once again. Anyway, you uh, uh, one of the the great midfielders of the season this year. Another one who's probably flown a little bit under the radar. Yeah, well, she's uh, she is she. I reckon she is flying under the radar. Nobody really talks about it because mainly because it's Melbourne and Melbourne are just such a champion team. But also wanted to give a, a just a quick shout out to Shelley Heath, who is one of my favourite players, uh, as you all well and truly know, who had the job on Jasmine Garner on the weekend. And you know, twenty one disposals makes it sound like you know she failed at her job, but I thought her impact in the game was just complete was completely subdued in comparison to previous weeks. You know, twenty one disposals had no. Had no, you know, impact in the clearances. Only the two and and four hundred and ninety two meters gained. So, not one of her better games. But I thought she played well. But the woman I'm talking about is Tyler Hanks. Um, yes. Walked out of this game with a perfect ten in the coaches' votes. We just I just saw it uh, just before. But twenty six disposals, seven clearances, eight tackles, three hundred twelve meters game. Also popped up with a goal, huge. which was which was very yeah, it's very huge Miller. Um, and also thirteen contested possessions. Only uh, only personal mania had more. Out of, out of Melbourne, and we all know how she likes to uh, strut around the 24-inch pythons personal mania. But <laughs> um, but um, Tyler Hanks, it, it, these leaders this year, you know, we, we know Kate Hall really stood up earlier in the year, but we're seeing Tyler Hanks, vice-captain for, uh, for the first time this year, absolutely stand up in, in, in big, big moments throughout the year, and this is another one. She's, she's someone that will push for All-Australian. Um, I, I, she's definitely going to make the squad of forty or forty-four, whatever they choose. I'm going to go with a, I'm going to go with a squad, squad of forty-four. Um, but yeah, she, her, her two-way ability, Miller, um, yeah. offensive, defensive, she makes an impact uh, no matter what she does. hundred percent. I think that that's what is the biggest sort of asset for her, Doc, is that she can go both ways and she has an impact on the game. And if one of the if she's not doing the great stuff defensively, she's doing it offensively and vice versa. She's just. Um, She's another fantastic player and an important cog for them as well. Absolutely. Great shout, Doc. Well, we couldn't leave who's along without <laughs> shouting out this young lady. Um, she took a look at her three-goal haul from a couple of weeks ago and said, you know what, actually, I reckon I can do one better. And um, just absolutely broke Carlton Hearts over her knee while she was at it. Sally Goldsworthy, gentlemen. My goodness. I, I can't tell you how happy I am seeing this kid do. These are the kinds of games she was pulling out on the regular in her under-18s, um, just having the 20-odd touches and kicking an absolute haul. Um, and to see her do it for the first time in the AFLW, it, it's a special moment. Um, you know, obviously, when I'm up in, in Sydney, we don't get to see her play week in, week out. But um, it feels like watching your child grow up in front of your eyes when you followed her along the, the juniors' pathway. 24 bloody touches, five goals. 10 tackles, 7 marks for Zali. Um, 15 of those were contested possessions as well. 6 score involvements, if you don't mind. Um, and the uh, 3 inside 50s as well. I don't know what I can say about this, boys. Um, if she hasn't got the rising star <laughs> locked and loaded uh, with Morphet getting injured, I, I really don't know what else she has to do. Hey, what you can say, Kat, is that Ella Roberts time to move over. There's a new goat in town. <laughs> <laughs> the Sydney goat. 
Yeah, jeez, oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, that's a big, a bold claim there, Miller. And Ella Roberts is going to be uh, a superstar. But gee whiz, you, you, you were pretty hot on it early, Cat, um, especially last mm. year when we were sort of high, previewing the, um, the 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 draft. You know, this was one player you wouldn't shut up about, and uh, <laughs> well, I told you and, and and with good reason. She was, jeez, oh, five goals, th- three of them came in the last quarter. She. she <laughs> She's talking about game on the line stuff, Doc. She just put the whole team on her back and said, I'm carrying you home, girls. Let's go. No, 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 Elise Parker. It's almost as if some bloody god somewhere just <laughs> inserted themselves into her and just went completely AWOL on Carlton. Teams love to prove us wrong, boys. I said last week that I didn't think the Giants would win a game for the rest of the year without Parker. And yeah, Sally Goldsworthy said, I'm actually good enough to, to lift the whole team. <laughs> the only thing I hope, Miller, is that it's not a Cora Stormson situation where she's carrying this team's forward line week after week. They need to see others go with her. But yes. bloody hell, she's just that good. She was huge. Great chat from you, though, Cat, for your warm of the week. I love it. Well done, Zali. We hope to see a few more bags from you before the end of the season. Uh, I'm going to crack into my team of the week here, gentlemen, because oh, here we go. big names that had to break through in here. Um, and oh, it was hard to choose. Some very unlucky customers, but I will start from the back line. As always, Chelsea Bedell gets my spot at fullback. Did a pretty decent job on Dakota Davidson, but I thought her offensive um, use with the ball when she had it was really, really good. Talk about defensive masterclasses. Uh, Soph Casey's been shaking down her pockets all day because she still can't get Chloe Shear out of them, boys. <laughs> She's too deep in there. Uh, what? Oh, Soph Casey's just the best lockdown small defender in the competition, and there's no arguing otherwise. She absolutely killed Shear in this game and kept her to Two touches. Well done. Uh, Emma Carney gets a spot on the halfback flank. She might be pushing for Australian once again. Khan, she's just been so bloody consistent once again, even in a losing effort. Geordie Allen on the halfback flank, boys. Very happy to see her. Um, Finally pick up and have a a really good game this year. She's been pretty up and down, pretty quiet for most of the year, but um, very, very good on the weekend against the Cats. And my girl at centre halfback, Ella Heads, gets the spot there. Uh, along the wings, uh, Sophie Conway has to be on there. Doc, I yes. couldn't ignore her, um, even though I have ignored her a couple of times. Sorry, Sophie, but you're <laughs> on there this week. Uh, and Blaine Macken uh, gets the spot on the other wing, boys. Her second time, Macken, in my team of the week um, wow. this year. So she had a good game. She had a very, very good game. Um, the second best winger of the week, I would say. Rowie was stiff. Um, Orla was stiff, but uh, Macken just pips them. Uh, we love the Irish girls on the wing. They all <laughs> very, very nicely. Um, on the forward line, of course, my woman, Sally Goldsworthy, has to be in there with the five-bagger. Um, Danny Ponter at centre-half forward. What a year she's having, boys. She is all Australian too in my eyes. Um, so early, we spoke about it before, a nice couple snags and 24 seconds for her. Huge game. Um, Chloe Malloy, uh, what more could we say? And we already said, gets the spot at full forward. And Cynthia Hamilton takes the spot in the half uh, forward pocket. Uh, so that is three swans in my forward line, if you wow. don't mind, gentlemen. Oh, geez, why don't you put the whole forward line down there, mate? <laughs> I was tempted. I was very tempted. Uh, going into the middle in the ruck, we've got uh, Breen Moody, who just, gee, she just absolutely crushed um, whatever the Giants were putting up in the ruck. We knew it was going to happen, but it was great to see it actually happen in front of us. <laughs> great to see. Uh, unless, unless you're a Giants fan. Unless you're, <laughs> unless you're a Giants fan. I didn't get the win, so it doesn't matter. Well, they, well I was going to say they won, Miller, so, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yes, Ebony Marinoff. Uh, gets one spot in the centre bounce. What a year she's having. Noffy, um, just absolutely amazing again. Tyler Hanks, uh, Doc's woman, gets the spot in there. And Laura Gardner gets the final spot in the centre bounce. Moving on to the bench, uh, the energy woman, the game winner, Belle Dawes, gets the first spot Easy. on there. It's the forward rotation. She was absolutely huge. Uh, Mon Conti, uh, you talk about players dragging their oh. team over the line, Miller. Uh, just a casual 10 touches, five tackles for her in the last quarter. Clearance is coming out of everywhere. Uh, I know you said last week that you don't want to rely on her too much, but when she comes and pulls out those kind of performances, three clearances too, and an inside but 50 in the final The only reason I said that, Kat, is because everyone else is crap. <laughs> well, she did very well to get you over the line. She's very good. Uh, Keely Sharar, boys, uh, she gets another spot on the bench for me too. I know we don't like too many losers in the teams, but she was absolutely enormous. Uh, for the Blues. Uh, one of the yeah, ones she, really yeah, she played well. Very, very well. Uh, Sabs gets my ruck rotation. She was absolutely <laughs> massive. Uh, and Emma Swanson uh, for bloody cracking in all game long for the Eagles. Really personified what they were trying to do. Uh, she can be my mid-slash defensive. She plays on the halfback line sometimes. Uh, she gets the final spot in the team of the week, boys. 
That's nice, cat. Don't not, have a whole lot of issues with it. Oh, there's one. There's one. Just one that's one, 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 one thing that stood out. What, what does Talia Gillard have to do to uh, oh. get a spot in the team, cat? Uh, yes. com, com, completely just you know blanketed Talia uh, Randall. Um, yes, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. Um, and also, eleven intercept possessions was the yes. most of anyone uh, this round. Yes, all right, fair enough. She probably does deserve a spot in there. Um, but I'm quite happy with my key defenders that I've got. But you're very right. She does deserve a good shout in there. Maybe she can get a spot on the bench. Who knows? Yeah. Um, um, oh, what, you didn't want? Didn't have a spot for Ellie Blackburn either? Uh, no. <laughs> Not when you're losing by 10 goals, Doc. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, that was that was, that was was just a pure sarcasm one. <laughs> Let's move on to our fantasy chatter, gentlemen. Um, a huge week in the uh, A3 League. Um, I'm going to start it off, Doc, with... Your game here. Yeah, we had the absolute boil to. over last week that was Doc being at one point. Yes, we do. Doc, what happened to you this week, mate? Um, yeah, well, we've done the complete. Uh, we've done the complete full circle here, Cat. Um, and after beating you by a nar- the narrowest of margins, I lost for the first time by two points. <laughs> oh no! Uh, oh no! Um, and look, there's many many factors into into why. Um, I'll. I'll Put myself up on the chopping block first for not putting Ebony Marinoff in as the captain when, <laughs> uh, you know, because uh, uh, my process of thinking was, oh, you'll Chaz, I put Chaz as captain, Chaz Rowe bottom, put Chaz as captain, come here, support midfield that I didn't think were any really any good. Um, you know, 242 is not bad, but you know, Noffy got 138. I thought I was expecting Svark would run with her. Um, that didn't happen. So, a bit similar to your situation, Cat. You know, mm. could have put could have put the caps in somebody else, and you would have won. Uh, that was me. Uh, but also, <laughs> but also, uh, some players here could be very, very uh, will will get killed. I think. Vivsard with the twenty seven, Sarah Goodwin with the twenty six, um, and who else was it? Uh, the goat to a save save my bacon last week against you. Uh, was no hero this week with forty seven. Stumbled the bag this week to go to And also Jenna Britton with a sixty. That was just putrid. Uh, I tell you um, what, Doc, you've done this, but uh, your opponent hop, skip, and jump had Caitlin Wenland on the ground, who only got nine, and you still <laughs> lost, mate. Yeah, well, <laughs> again, um, you know, we could, we could be pointing fingers at everybody. Uh, I'll point <laughs> fingers at myself for not putting Noffy in his captain, or even Laura Gardner. Why didn't I do that? Because I, yeah. I knew. I knew the dogs weren't going to do anything about her, so you know she she just was allowed to run her own damn race, and uh, I would have been happy. Oh well, the shit happens, Doc, and unfortunately happened to you this week. Uh, a loss for you as well this week, Miller. Unfortunately, oh. um, look, the twelve ninety three is respectable, but uh, it looks like your your comeback trail has ended here, mate. <laughs> uh, fell fallen short to say the least, Cat. I was uh, <laughs> down this week. Um, look, that they had a go. They had a go. Vipsar 27 not having too much of a go. Um, but everyone else was pretty solid um, in their work. I was a bit annoyed with Jess Allen in the ruck. 41 is not really going to do it. And the goat with 47 as well. Uh, not not too nice for me. But how do you go, Cad? You're team goat. Uh, very happy. Picked up another win against Tyson, um, which yes. I was very pleased about considering he's still sitting third at the moment. That was a great win, Cat. Um, yeah, my first first fifteen hundred for the year, boys. So I'm quite pleased with that. But unfortunately, it's all going to go to absolute shit from here because um, right. I, I can't make uh, the top two anymore anyway. So ruled I've ruled out. out, but I'm going to at least have to try and make a good piece <laughs> of the last few rounds. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it was a good win. Um, another bloody close game. Um, we, we knew it was going to be a huge one between Hugo and Logger. <laughs> Two points in that one as well, both wow. in the 1600s. Shit, they would have beaten anyone um, on their day, but they happened to come against each other. Ridiculous scores. I happily will not be playing finals now because I don't want to go up against that type of uh, scoring potential. Yeah, well, Hugo has put himself in good position to win the A3 <coughs> league here. Very um, good. With, with that. Um, so very, very well done and a great year all round from you, Hugo. Um, coming into round nine, boys, the big matchups. I've got Blanche's X's, um, and he's currently sitting in fourth as Dom, so I'll probably get pantsed, um, <laughs> fortunately. Yeah, uh, other than that, it looks pretty straightforward. Doc, you've got a big game against Logger. Yeah, well, uh, I, could, I, can, I can tell you right now, my chances of uh, beating Logger this week is about... Is the equivalent is the equivalent the of uh, the chances of the dogs winning uh, over at the mines this week? So, 
Uh, Miller, you've got you've got Hugo as well, so that might be a bit of a. If you want to hear any, I'm not going to give you a percentage, cat, of my chance. Um, if you bet on me, you'd lose money straight away. Uh, it's less than one cat. I'll give you the tip. They, they won't let you put the bets on. They won't let you put the bets on. Um, <laughs> enjoy your free win. This will be a pumping. Uh, moves we're looking at this week, gentlemen. Uh, when we come into our final two yes. rounds, any big upgrades we've got left? I know you still have a bit of cash floating around, Miller. Oh, fuck no. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I've made, I've made, oh, no. I have made some big trades. Uh, Kate Hall's out. Uh, G is also out. And Hayley Miller out. She was in last week. Now she's straight Let's back out. out. That made you a little bit of cash at least. Yeah, a little bit of cash. I'll then piss off. Conway's in. Nice. Hill is in. And I've gone Carruthers as well for a little bit of a bench cover more than anything. Not really going to do a whole lot. But um, yeah, okay. if she comes back in this weekend, Carruthers. Well, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> Uh, but I've oh, mainly got her in to get a bit of money into need, money. need a Mimi Hill. A bit more of that, 104 on the weekend. I like that, Miller, Mimi. Um, if our, our midfield is any indication this week, she might go well against us. What, what are you looking at here, Doc? Um, so currently my provisional trades are going to be as such. So I'm going to get rid of Mira Gervin. I'm going to re- uh, relocate Goodwin back to the bench. Um, and and I'm going to bring in Jenna Richardson, who I think has been making some steady cash uh, last couple of weeks, but made a 63 as well uh, on the weekend. So that was not, that was not bad. Uh, if uh, Gervin comes back in, then I'll chop Viv Sade instead and hopefully get somebody else. Um, that's just that's just for a little bit of cash. Um, I'm going to go another sideways trade. Uh, George and Anscorn out. Emma Swanson in. Uh, 116. Uh, expect her to do well against the doggies this weekend. And I've gone. All out here. Uh, Jenna Bruton out, obviously, 60. Um, I only brought her in just to generate a little bit of cash, which was nice. She did well. Um, I've brought in one Jasmine Garner. There he is. Um, if if uh, North were playing the dogs this weekend and not next weekend, I'd be slapping the captaincy on her and that'd be a set and, a set and forget. Um, might, might still be anyway. Um, I'm going to, you know, Adelaide uh, away. Um, so... That that'll be an interesting one. Well, I might might just stick with Noffy as captain. Uh, you can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with Noff. She's been really good this year. Yeah, um, but yes, yeah, so th- those are my changes. Uh, pending teams, I will be uh, looking to get Sard out instead of Mira Gervin. Uh, well, I have genuinely no idea, so I'm going to ask for your <laughs> help, our dear listeners, because uh, my bat line is in complete shambles. I need McAvoy and Kennedy both out. Kennedy lost 168 bloody K oh. this week. Uh, so I am in an absolute hole uh, with my defenders. So if you have any suggestions, any bottom prices, anyone low, any switches I can go around to, <laughs> please bloody let me know. But otherwise, I'm basically screwed here. Good thing it's round eight. We've really got two weeks left, boys, and I can't make the finals. Also, good cat. You're asking the listeners not to ask because they've got no fucking idea what I'd be doing in your position. So. <laughs> yes, please. Especially anyone in the top of our leagues. So I've got any suggestions. Um, Liam, I'm listening, mate. I know you follow me along <laughs> on Twitter, so please, for the love of God, give You're me something. Give me something, Liam. Now he's asked. Now he's asked for help from from <laughs> league rivals here. There'll be no handouts here. No. I'm not playing him, so I think it's fair game, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fair game. Fair game because fair game because he lost a couple of matches. Uh, uh, I'm screwed anyway. I can't win the league, so just help me get a good bloody score. I was in top four percent of the the comp, um, all of AF, all of fantasy this week, boys. So I was very happy with the score, but I need to come home strong, otherwise I'm going to be stuffed. So let's get up there. I want to finish top 1,000. I reckon I can do it. Come on. I want want to know what the hell Logger does to get her score up so bloody high. It's just um, unprecedented, Cat. Well, if you look at the team, Doc, she's got basically full primos on every line. She's made some very, very good cash um, across the year, clearly. Like her back line stacked, midfield stacked, forward line stacked. Um, You can't really (laughs) go any worse from there, really. That's pretty good. Lowest value yeah. player in her team is uh, 671 with Daisy Darcy and Tani Evans, but outside of them two, no one is below 800. <laughs> so she's clearly done quite well for herself. Yeah, well, geez. We could all learn a thing or two from Logger, can't we? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we could. All right, let's move on, gentlemen. Uh, Doc's rolling all Australian team. We're getting to the pointy end here, Doc. Have we seen any changes out of round eight? Um, yes, we have. Uh, it's only just going to be the one change this week because I think everybody has done all right. They've held this spot. Um, so 
Obviously, Ali Morfitt uh, ruled out for the rest of the season the hand injury. Uh, I reward players oh, who okay. have played. I reward players who have played most of the season, if not the full season. Um, so, unfortunately, Ali Morfitt's got to go. Uh, Gonski. Um, <laughs> Gonski. And controversial one. Uh, you boys have tossed it up, but I'm going to run with it. I'm going to go Sabrina Frederick in the uh, in the in Sad. the Rucks, in the ruck position. I told you, I think- Doc. <laughs> been, been super consistent with her, her ruck craft this year, has been quite solid with her second and third efforts, and I think she's been uh, – she's leading the comp in hitouts too. So. What was that for us? Where was, where was this? Well, you were trying to play her as a one-out key forward, Miller. Yeah, well, and, uh, that doesn't help. We know that doesn't work. <laughs> no. Yes, no. well, no. Well, no, that does not work at all, Miller. No. Um, any, anyone on the borderline here, Doc, of losing their spot? Who's, who's pushing in there the last two rounds? Um, oh, I'm just having a look. Daisy Darcy still a little bit in in trouble. Jamie Stanton's got to be one as well. Who's I'm looking oh, well, at. I love her. Stano's probably not much much longer if she doesn't kick a couple of bags here. Yeah, well, yeah. Here's the pro. Here's the thing. You know, you got small forwards that are really coming, starting to emerge through now. I mean, Jones is is hitting goals. Uh, Zali Goldsworthy kicked a bag oh, of five. If she can. If she can kick another couple of bags of five next two weeks, Miller. Oh. <laughs> that would be very nice. That'd be very, that'd be very get, juicy. Get her in. Um, you know, Ponta. Uh, but look, the thing is, Stanton's kicked fourteen goals and still equal third in the goal kicking. So, you know, if Jones or Goldsworthy can overtake her in the next couple of weeks, watch out. Mm. Um, yeah. Sort of looking at elsewhere around the ground. I mean, midfield's pretty set almost. I mean, look, try to get Tyler Hanks in there, but. I don't think anyone else in that in that you know midfield is going to be pushing out. I mean, Garner had a poor week. Um, you know, Robottom was okay. Laura Garner was good. Riddell probably a bit off as well. Yeah, um, but they they've all put the runs on the board early. I think. Um, whereas Hanks has been sort of you know been okay, but not you know not anything up to the magnitude yeah. of what we saw on Saturday night. Um, she was elite. On the weekend, yeah. She she was elite. Wings wings look pretty set. I mean, Dempsey and Conway, probably nobody really dethroning them at this point. Yeah. Um, and the defenders have been fantastic as well. <laughs> also, I'm trying to find some room for Emily Borg, but I uh, from Port Adelaide, but I just can't find anyone really to bump off. I mean, Ferg's been good. He goes out, Doc. Yeah, but I don't really want to replace a, a rebounding defender with a with a key. Um, very true, very true. Especially coming off half back, uh, especially coming off the bench. Um, but yeah, look, it's just inter- it's just interesting times here because uh, what I'm going to do is the team's going to be locked from next week. Oh, so, here we go. The freeze is coming. Uh, yeah, fre- freeze is coming. Um, you know, uh, I'll only have the uh, the knowledge of of picking the team. You boys can ask some questions uh, ne- next week if you like, but um, I won't be telling the whole team. All right. Well, very, very. This is when the, the the mystery surrounding the rolling AA team comes in to finish the year before we get to the awards. Uh, very good, Doc. Um, been... <laughs> we need a little bit of sizzle on the podcast, and uh... <laughs> you know you get it at A three. Um, just quickly, boys, before we move on to the tips, the tribunal has just come mm. through three matches straight to the tribunal for Britt Goodnecht on Paige Shepherd. Um, oh, conduct why? Uh, well, being greater, Doc is careless, severe impact, and high contact. She did. Did, did she concuss her? I think she may have. Yeah, she did. Yeah. That's a t- what, what else is she supposed to do in that? T- you know, it's not Brittany Goodnick's fault. Paige Shepard has the awareness of a bloody deer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I think she, at the very least she'll get it downgraded, Doc. You'd have to you'd have to think. Um, like, like if she if if she doesn't get off, that's a that, that's a joke. You know, she, she, she's making a play to turn the ball. Over. She won the she won the bloody free kick cat. Yes, it's, if you win the free kick, <laughs> yes. surely it's got to be fair enough. Well, that's that, the thing. Yeah. That's that's a joke. That oh, is an absolute dear. joke. Um, Brady Mowbray also copping a week uh, for rough conduct on Gab Pound oh. and Lucy. Oh, oh no! Oh no! Anyway. anyway, Lucy Single possibly more relevant to the Suns here. Yes, um, well, this one, this one's big. Getting the one week as well. I didn't see what this conduct. was for. Rough conduct on f- Maria Maloney. So she's also oh. copping a week. Um, could oh. be interesting. If, I mean, if Elise Parker was playing Miller, I'd say it's probably a bigger deal. But I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> the Giants midfield. Um, we'll be putting up too much of a fight against no, well, the crap cat. So <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is. <laughs> they got a nice win last week, but uh, I mean... oh well, 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 singles free to play cat. Um, you know, get her on Zali. 
Yeah, get her on Zal, get her on, I don't know, Eva or, or, or Bar or someone. No, I don't know. Sure, no, sure. Get her on, get her on Zali. Stop oh, her from kicking five again. <laughs> Please, someone. All right, let's move on to the tips, gentlemen. Uh, starts off on Friday night. I think, um, uh, we're not, we're not going to talk about how we went this week, Cat. Or... <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. I, I tell you what, boys. Um, I've been Man. avoiding this. I've been avoiding talking about. I haven't even talked about this in the group chat um, all week, but. I've had possibly, and I know that we all didn't have a good week, but jeez, I had an absolute nightmare in the tips this you week. You both got fucking two. Oh, uh, two, uh, gentlemen. Two. I, I've, got, I've got to say, I didn't even sort of take notice of the tips until I saw them, uh, <laughs> till I saw them this afternoon. I thought, two? Two. I've, uh, only got, I've only got two. What have I done? I well, I tipped the bloody Hawks on... Uh, Friday night, so that was yeah. stupid of me. Yeah, I did too, and I and I tipped, and I tipped North Melbourne. I don't know why. I yeah, I think was... I think we did everything exactly the same. Doc. I don't know why I tipped your team, Doc. I must be losing my marbs. Uh, oh, well, <laughs> look, 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 Miller. I, I think you can get away with that one if you got four. So I also um, like to know why I tipped St Kilda. Uh, I'm not doing that again. Not making that mistake. <laughs> Stuff you tell. Stuff you tell. Anyway, you've got the chance to run away with the competition here now. Uh, I'll try my best. It's still actually relatively close, really. Oh, it, it is. There's only three between you and Doc, but with only two rounds to go, it's a big... Well, it's a big, Kat, uh... let me put it like this. Do some risky tips, but do not tip anything away. <laughs> That's what I thought I was doing this week. It didn't pay off very well. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's talk tips here, boys. Starting off on Friday night uh, at the Heritage Bank Stadium, Gold Coast taking on GWS. Jeez, we're not getting any games in the uh, the Coral Reefs this year. What's going on? Yeah, we are. On? Next week. Next week's on the floating stadium, Doc. Oh, finally. Oh, oh, right, oh, playing, oh, right. They're hosting us up there on the, uh, the floating stadium. We like this. Jeez, Cat, if you dish up something similar to uh, next week, you'd hope it's a sinking stadium, not a floating stadium. <laughs> we won't be playing. We'll be bloody crowning. Um, but with that said, I think the Suns <laughs> will bounce back here with the win. With that said, we won't drain. Um, <laughs> I'll say 13 points, gentlemen. Yeah, I'll go Suns by 15. Um, I'm gonna go the Suns by nine. What? To be honest, I wasn't particularly impressed on the weekend by the Suns. I thought they were very, very lazy with, mm. with, with how they moved the ball. Um, uh, but anyway, they 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 got they got away with it because Port decided to uh, fall asleep in the last five minutes. So <laughs> hopefully, like uh, hey? hopefully, Lauren O'Neill tore strips off them uh, oh, post game. She'd be livid, Doc, with that finish. They should have, as you said to me in the group chat on the weekend, should have put them away. Choked Absolutely. it, absolute choke job, Miller. Absolute choke job. Uh, <laughs> Melbourne taking on Freo at Casey Field. Uh, Melbourne. Diesel. Yeah, yeah Diesel, Melbourne. Diesel giving the old Pumpico. Uh, <laughs> as, as good as Freo were on the weekend, and it should be said, a lot, lot of their players really stood up. Uh, Kaufman, one of our favourites, Andy. Andy, yeah. uh, Andy he st- stood up well. <laughs> um, you know, good to see Ange Stanett uh, return to form. Yeah. Was was very impressive very around the coalface and. Yeah, you know, all the as we said before, geez, she's she just commanded the wing. Absolutely. Um, Saturday, Arvo at RSCA Park. Boys, St Kilda taking on Brisbane. Lions, Lions yeah. Dale, you stuck. Yeah. Jeez, oh, I tell you what, it'll be St Kilda just seem to play better at Moorabbin. Uh, they do. I, look, I, I'm not going to say they'll get you know absolutely demolished. They might in the second half. I think they'll put up a good effort for yeah. You know, yeah. Two oh, look, quarters, look, look Br- Br- Brisbane will win, but I think St Kilda yeah. will give a much better effort uh, in front of their home fans and uh, of course Cooper Gretsch. <laughs> uh, Windy Hill, I will be there for this game. Essendon taking on Carlton. Shit, boys, we have to Speaking win this one. Well, we have to win this one, and I'm going to tip us. But, jeez, if we put up even half that sort of shithouse effort, we're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Carlton have kind of slipping a little bit last couple of weeks, Miller. Um, and I th- Look, I think the Bombers be very disappointed. Uh, didn't get the job done on Sunday. I'm going to back them to respond. But, yeah, shit, as you said, Kat, this is uh, it's going to be a game that goes either way, I reckon. Yeah, um, I will also go Dons. Go Dons. Um, no confidence, Cat, after what I saw on the weekend. But yes, no it, it, um, is, it is must-watch footy. It will decide uh, a final spot for sure between these two teams. I thought you next one. bloody hell. I'd rather actually go and get lost down the mines and watch this game. Um, West Coast taking on the dogs <laughs> in the mines. Oh, this, is just, oh, this is just a battle of who can be less shit. And unfortunately, Doc, I think you are more shit. I'm going the Eagles. <laughs> 
I think I was. I think I was telling someone uh, on on Saturday. Might have might have been fellow caller Brent Sternberg. I'd rather go get stabbed than watch my team play another game this year. Um, um, I'm I'm glad it's on at five o'clock because uh, I'll I'll be I'll be down at the no, pub. Five o five. Oh, sorry, five. Yeah, sorry. Get it right, Doc. So five five five. That means happy hours just finished, and I'll be uh, walking towards the. Uh, Walking towards the dinner at a slow, half-pissed uh, hourly rate. Um, no, nah, West Coast. Uh, we are just. I'm surprised Nathan Burke, Alex Miller, has kept his job to this point. Not only that, he's managed to whittle his way into an extension. The little rat. I don't know how he's done that. Well, well, we saw uh, last year. Uh, Half was given a, a two-year contract extension that only lasted one season. So uh, I've still got hope. Uh, Berkey out. Um, get someone else in. Also, I'm just about sick of Half's comments on Fox Hoodie, just quietly. Um, <laughs> uh, he's inside cat. I mean, <laughs> the the dog that's currently asleep next to me, my pooch has got the same inside as, uh, as Half. So that's all you need to know. I will go. I'm going the dogs. They've got to win one game this year. They can't go out not winning one. So oh. I'm the Bulldogs. There you go. Um, the yeah. Nah, well, geez. Uh, look, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you this, Mill. Have you ever seen. Do you know Daniel Half has got his own bloody uh, show on RSN? Has he really? <laughs> Yeah, Brett well, Mill. Could not pay me to listen to that. What is it? Is it uh, bedtime stories with? with <laughs> yeah, t- t- telling us all how he thought he was a genius by putting uh, Darcy Vessio at half back last season. Yeah, genius when you're sacked. Um, this game, Cap. Uh, this is this is we've we've coined this the Battle of the Pretenders. Uh, Richmond <laughs> taking on Geelong under lights in a Saturday night shit fight. Uh, whoever loses this one, boys, is is done for finals. You'd have to say. Um, both of them lost three of their last four, kind of in free fall a little bit uh, with their the two seasons. Miller, you, you bounced back this week. Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to count on you to do it again. I think the Cats have a better squad on, on paper than, than you. So I'm going to say the Cats bounce back this week. Um, I'm leaning towards not watching this, actually, more than anything. Um, <laughs> I've got to tip my team, but no confidence at all. Well, well, it paid dividends last week, Miller. Um, we, we, but, but yeah, that's, that's and I went, idiots we, jumping on the Hawks bandwagon. Yeah, um, remind me not to go with you again, Cat. Um, <laughs> uh, this tough game, isn't it? Um, I'm going to go with the Cats. I, I feel, I still feel more confident in them to kick a winning score than your team at the moment, Miller. Um, you know, oh, having said. Hard, yeah. yeah, having said that, it was a a really gutsy effort, and Caitlin Griser, you know, as I said. Had been in good form, finds a kicking boot. She, uh, you know, she she gets spared and she kicked the winner for you last week, Miller. Well, who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> I mean, if you actually attack the football and mark it, you look elite. Uh, so, Miller, the, the G train's moving at you know medium medium pace. Not quite uh, picking up steam yet, but she's not enough coals on it. No, she's going something. Uh, we just don't we just don't know where that that was is. Was really yet. good on the weekend. Sure, her effort was significantly better. Katie Brennan kicked two as well, Miller. She was yeah, she she's uh, find, finding some form again. Yeah, well, let's see if it can happen two weeks in a row. It'd be nice. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking about must watch footy boys, uh, a couple of must watch games on this afternoon on Sunday. Sydney taking on Collingwood at Henson Park. Swans win. They're well in the mix for finals, like we said before. Um, for mine, I think the, the Pies are the form team right now. I think they're finding their feet. Um, Rubes is back in this team. Everyone's fit and firing. They're looking very, very good. Uh, I'm going to say the Pies. Well, Lauren Butler uh, out again with the uh, with the yeah. hamstring awa- hamstring awareness. Um, so I guess the body caught Butler again. Uh, that's a <laughs> that's a cheeky on the buses reference there for uh, anyone listening. Um, a deep cut there, Doc. Yeah, got got good cut through on the buses. Um, yeah, Collingwood. I think as I said, form team in the competition. They've won four in a row. Um, defensively speaking, they're just completely blanketing team. I mean, they kick allowed Geelong just one goal uh, up to three quarter time. You know, Cartman only kicked one goal in the entire game. You know, the week before, um, and for, and Essendon kicked what three or four goals uh, in, uh, in the three, three. So the Cats have to do themselves. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I think defensively they're very, very good. Uh, I think they'll be too good for the uh, Sydney side that are. Improving, but I just don't know how they're going to stack up against a, a, a good side. Yeah. Um, no. 
I'll go pies as they uh, chugging along very nicely, as you both said. All right. Uh, Crom versus North Melbourne Crom. and Norwood. Oh, yep. yeah, Crom. Crom. Yep. When's the last time Crom lost two in a row? Uh, great question. <laughs> I don't know if they've... Oh, no, they would have had to do it. They, they had a couple of lean years. Well, they had, yeah. one, they had one, one lean year, may I say. The year there and Phillips got injured um, in the middle of the flags. Um, and they, they, they probably would have lost two then, but I don't think they did last year. No. I think I think 2020 when they had Aaron Phillips just coming back from the knee as well they were they were a bit uh, patchy. Yes. Um, but uh, having said that, oh, the crows are flying. You talk about pretenders. I think North North. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very disappointed in North because they're not. They're just what's, not that what's good. Their they're just not that good. No, they're um, not. They are not. Yeah. So so go crows. Go crows. Yeah, crows as well. And the final game of the round, gentlemen, Hawthorne and Port at Frankston. Uh, interesting game between these two yes. here. Um, Port should be very proud of, you know, aside from the choke, <laughs> the rest of the game. Um, they could have gotten a win against a, a genuine finals contender. Um, Hawthorne choked as well. So battle of the chokers here. Um, I'm going to say Port, boys. I'm tipping Port here. I think they're they're building towards another win. Um, I think they, they might be able to get up. Oh, geez, if Port, if Port end up winning, that actually condemns the dogs to a wooden spoon. So I'm actually praying <laughs> that happens. Um, uh, Hawthorne, I think. Uh, I, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm very bullish about Hawthorne. Yeah, I know they're losing games, and I know they're, but I just you look at their effort around the contest; it's just been so good, you mm. know, for most of the year. I'm leaning towards Port, like you, Cat. I think that. Even though they choked, they did show a lot more effort and actual talent around the footy than I've ever seen. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go Port as well. But at Frankston is the only thing. Yeah. The Hawks, the Hawks do play very well there, obviously. Um, yeah. Also, also uh, Anya McDonough versus uh, Emily Borg. Mark it down. That's a juicy matchup. Borg. Gonna gonna happen. Good. How good's she? But how good's McDonough been this year for Hawthorne? Kicks a goal in every game so far, Doc. Um, very very consistent. Big Anya. It's been it's been uh, McDonough take on uh, <laughs> at, at, at times this year. Unfortunately, at, at times this year, Greta Bodie decides to pop up when she pleases. <laughs> <laughs> Bodie the seagull, hey, she's an often. Um, all right, I think that's all the tips in, gentlemen. Um, I think that's going to do us for this week's episode of the A3 Footy Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Make sure you follow us across our social so you know when new episodes come out. A3 Footy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram at A3 Footy on Twitter. And you can send us an email on our email, a3footy at gmail.com. With all that said, I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. And I've been Alex Doherty. Stick with us at A3. There's two rounds left in the AFLW season, and finals are just around the corner. We cannot wait. Come on, Bombers, get another win. Come on, dogs, why don't you win for once? (laughs) Uh, I don't know who I want to win. (laughs) 